Hello and welcome to This Week in Goldmaking, presented by Darkshore Capital. Today is April 12th, 2021. It's been a few months. It's good to be back. First thing, as you might remember from the previous iteration of This Week in Goldmaking episodes, we started doing a little segment I was calling the Weekly Stand-Up. I don't love this name. I'm willing to uh, listen to any suggestions if anyone has any better names for it. I'm going to be thinking about that myself. Basically what it is, it's just a quick check-in for me and for you, the viewer or listener. Uh, What have you been doing since the last time we met? What do you plan to do uh, between now and the next time we meet? And is there anything giving you trouble? What I've been up to has, in World of Warcraft at least, has been focusing on doing Mythic Plus. My goals for the expansion have sort of shifted a little bit as I've been just trying to get Keystone Master done. Uh, doing a little bit of BOE flipping to supplement my gold income. Uh, what I'm planning to do going forward, I'm going to keep up with the BOE flipping. I'm going to keep working on the Keystone Master Achievement for Mythic Plus, as that is kind of my main main goal in the Shadowlands at the moment. And then really exploring a bunch of new gold-making opportunities. I do have a bit of an announcement when it comes to that. In addition to doing the weekly This make this Week in Gold-Making presentation, podcast, whatever you want to call it, I'm going to be starting a new series that we're going to call it the Techondrius World of Warcraft Hedge Fund. Longtime viewers of the show will know that there's been a little note at the end of the show for a while talking about a World of Warcraft Hedge Fund. And, well, it's definitely still in its infancy. I have been operating what I'm going to call a hedge fund for some of my friends on the Tychondria server, trying to just, you know, turn their gold into a little bit of extra gold. So we're going to track that progress and see what we can do to increase the wealth. So there, that's the big announcement for this week. And we'll be focusing on doing more of that in the future. Um, It's looking like Wednesday evenings is going to be the time to look for those. It's going to be a live stream, then it'll be uploaded to, to YouTube. So anyone listening, um, on an audio platform, you'll uh, you'll have to watch that one. And then uh, lastly, anything giving me trouble, uh, just lack of knowledge at the moment. I've been kind of distanced myself from gold making for a little while, so i got to relearn some stuff. More on that later. Uh, so the market update looks a little bit different this time around. Obviously, there's no fancy graphic. And part of the reason for that is I'm not really sure what to be tracking. The items that were on the market update from previous previous slides, previous presentations, were all Battle for Azeroth focused since that was the last time we put out a This Week in Gold Making episode. While I actually have noticed some uncanny gear that has sold uh, since then, it's really not the moneymaker it used to be, and it's definitely transitioned more into the kind of transmog role, as I predicted. So needless to say, we don't need to be tracking the... Uh, ups and downs of BFA crafting materials. So yeah, here's some ideas of maybe what to track. I've also got some ideas on how to make my life a little bit easier when it comes to creating that graphic, because if I'm honest, that was probably the most tedious part of the show. I know I know a lot of you liked looking at that. It's kind of a cool cool little hook. So we'll, we'll get it back, no worries, but definitely with some improvements. So flasks seem to be a pretty important thing right now. Um, I'm maybe a little bit biased since Mythic Plus has been my focus, so I've thought a lot about flasks recently. Uh, and I know shade stone, that's, I think, a component in flasks. No, it's not, not in flasks. It's a component in something important. I honestly don't know. Again, more on that later. 
Uh, longtime viewers of the show will know that I'm obsessed with Ghost Iron Ore, so that's probably going to stay there. And then uh, lastly, the Shadowlands legendary bases was another idea I had, had thought of. Um, maybe not necessarily for crafting, because I did do a little bit of cursory research on that, and it looks like that's really a pain in the butt, um, which actually might mean it's worth doing. But the market's also kind of flooded, at least on the servers that I'm playing on. There's no shortage of those items on the auction house, so it seems unlikely that I'm going to want to invest a lot of time and effort into crafting them. However, being able to flip them, that's a possibility. There's definitely been some times where I've run into on my characters I'm actually playing where I need a particular legendary base and the one that I need, the one eye level slot combination was just like way overpriced for some reason. So there's just a shortage of supply. So if you're in the market to like flip things and know like what's what, that could be good too. So we'll probably be tracking that, those as well in some regard. I've actually got some pretty interesting ideas for creating um, what I would call indexes. If you are familiar with the stock market at all, you know an index is a, a conglomeration of a bunch of different stocks to kind of track an industry. So, you know, we might actually make a Shadowlands legendary base index, which would be kind of cool. All right, so I do have a couple topics for this week. Uh, number one, flipping BOE Epic gear. And this is really the only thing that I feel like I have any kind of grasp on in Shadowlands at the moment. So we're just going to talk about it briefly. So uh, flipping BOEs, all the basics still apply. Uh, it's a tried and true method to make gold. You buy something underpriced and you <laughs> sell it for you know, the market or above price. Lots of different methods to do that. I figured I'd go into some details on uh, things particular to Shadowlands that are important to know if you're trying to get into this area. So there's sort of two categories for Shadowlands BOE epics, and you can categorize them by where they come from. So there's world drops and there's raid drops. The world drops have one item level per item. So if there's uh, like some, some boots, whatever, there's only gonna be one eye level range for those boots. They can have the tertiary stats and sockets as uh, you'll see later down the slide, but for all intents and purposes, there's really only like one price range for those drops because the item level on them doesn't really go high enough for the tertiary stats to really make a huge difference. So for those, it's really just one thing you're looking for. Now, the other one that comes from raids are different. There's four different item levels for the four different raid difficulties. And on top of that, there's tertiary stats, there's sockets, avoidance, leech, speed, indestructible. All of these have varying um, uh, desirability for different people. So at the highest level for raid BOEs, you have the 226 eye level gear. And when you have a tertiary stat on those, you're, you can look to potentially charge a premium. And I've actually, there was a couple times I flipped a 226 leech piece that was just way underpriced. And I'm not gonna lie, I was a little nervous about it because like, does this really matter that much? But sure enough, after a few days, it sold for a good profit. So do pay attention to those. And it's kind of unfortunate because while you can find or create TSM groups for each, every single different combination of tertiary stats and sockets in the game, I would not recommend doing that. I would recommend simply using a search on the auction house to find, you know, the general groups and then using the market percentage and buyout prices sorting to kind of get a sense of what you're looking at. We might go over uh, some examples of this in the future, kind of going over what I do, what I look at. 
uh, as I alluded to here, sort by market percent market value and, and by buyout price, price to try and find things that are undervalued. The market value is very good. Uh, you just have to be careful because, you know, if somebody posts a indestructible, like I level 200 piece, which comes from normal raids, it's going to be undervalued compared to the ones that don't have indestructible on it. But indestructible really doesn't add much value to the piece. And somebody who's going to be buying BOEs, especially at a 200 eye level, they're just going to get whatever is the cheapest because they just need it for the eye level. They just need a little boost. They're not going to pay a premium for indestructible. That piece is probably going to get replaced rather soon. So these are just little things you have to think about. But there's plenty of opportunity to do this. It does seem like there are more BOEs this go around than there have been in previous expansions. I think I read somewhere sometime, uh, don't quote me on it, but <laughs> that the, the drop rate has actually increased in Castle Nathria for BOE raid gear. So, uh, but despite that, you know, there's still a market for it. People still are gearing up alts. Uh, Shadowlands being more alt friendly is obviously good for the BOE flipping market because there's more people to be buying your stuff. So yeah, take a look at it, check it out. Um, be careful, don't overpay for something, obviously. Uh, study the market and you will have success. You do have to have a lot of patience though. Uh, you're not gonna be able to just run a scan and find deals automatically. You gotta do it consistently enough to give yourself the opportunity to find things that are undervalued, which you can then make a profit on. All right, now getting into a bit more of a meaty subject, I think, something more relevant for me currently. What's the gold making meta right now? And this is something that I kind of, I guess, developed an idea about back in Battle for Azeroth when I would say that the gold-making meta, at least for BFA, was just craft uncanny gear, right? Like, that's how I made the money for the auction house mount. That's what works. It was, it was super good to do. Now, it wasn't immediately obvious that that was the thing to do. I had to come to that conclusion. Now, how did I come to that conclusion? Well, by doing the research and doing the research for what's what's currently good in the gold making meta you gotta watch youtube videos you gotta find the gold makers on youtube who are posting content about like what you should be doing what they're doing what's good for making gold uh, if you need a place to start uh, i have a link here to the channels that i am currently subscribed to on youtube which are mostly just gold makers i don't have all of them i'm working on that anytime i find a good gold maker i try to add it to my subscriptions as a resource well, feel free to take a look there for a starting point. Uh, Twitter is also another good place to learn about gold making. I would I would say that Twitter is less good for just purely research because you get a lot of different stuff going on on Twitter. People just talking about you know their their lunch or whatever, which is fine. That's what it's for. But you know you you can still find good stuff on Twitter too, right? Like people do discuss gold making. And oftentimes uh, post pictures of their mailboxes. That's actually probably the best usage of uh, Twitter for gold making. Find the people who are posting screenshots of the gold they're making in their mailboxes and look up those items and see like, how do you make money with those items? Because that, that is an invaluable resource. Those, those million dollar gold mailboxes, yeah, those, those can be good. You gotta do a little bit of digging, but it's worth it. It's a good starting point. Similarly, uh, Discord servers, um, you know, just about everybody who does gold making content has one. You can find the Trade Skill Master Discord server and just go ask questions or see what people are talking about. Or again, there's uh, oftentimes content creation sharing channels. You can find new content creators that might have ideas. So just gotta spend the time to see what's out there. 
Um, and again, Twitch streams, all the same deal. Um, I guess Twitch, like, you can't see who's following on the site anymore, but anyway, there's this other site you can go look. Um, so here's a link to see who I am following on Twitch. Um, I would say look at uh, approximately August 20th, 2020, and before, if you are going to look at mine, just because everyone since then has been sort of not WoW-related. I do apologize for that, but hey, I have interests that are outside of World of Warcraft, too. And then uh, the Undermine Journal and WoWhead, these are a little bit more kind of like hardcore digging into it type stuff, resources to sort of follow up when you find a good lead with the other uh, resources. Um, Undermine Journal has a lot of great stuff. Uh, there's the deals page that um, we'll be actually going over quite extensively in the uh, the Let's Play Tycontry's Hedge Fund series in the future. And then Wowhead, of course, is an invaluable resource. You just, you know, if you need to know how to craft something, you go to Wowhead to figure out how to craft it. Then lastly, uh, lean on your own game knowledge. Like, we all have been playing this game for a long time. We know what people like. We we pay attention to things like, what are people doing? I've been doing Mythic Plus. I noticed that, like, flasks, like, you need flasks for Mythic Plus. You need food. You need all this stuff. So just getting ideas there and, like, investigating. Like, okay, I'm going to train on my cooking and see, like, what's profitable. Or I'm going to train on my alchemy and see, gonna see what's profitable. Stuff like that. Play the game. Be conscious about it. Think about how you can make gold. It's all about the mindset. So there you go. That's kind of how you... Uh, approach understanding and profiting from the wow gold making meta uh the bullish and bearish slide so this is pretty useless right now i basically haven't touched it since <clears throat> um the end of bfa but i did want to still include it as i would like to uh add it and update it as uh my gold making adventures continue so this is pretty much just as it was i did make a couple changes like uncanny gears now a bearish just because like that seemed correct uh, but I wanted to keep a screenshot of like where we were last time so that I could update it as we go. Like I'll probably be removing some of these things, shuffling it around like BFA materials. We don't need to look at that anymore. It's it's old news. Uh, yeah, so yeah, this will be updated and more useful in the future. Okay, question time. I've got a few questions here. Um, we're just going to answer them. First question, does anyone here make gold just for fun? This comes from a Reddit thread. Uh, of course. Figuring out how to make gold is fun. I mean, look at Student Albatross. He wouldn't do what he does day in, day out if he didn't just enjoy, like, farming random mobs out in the world. It's true. I like making TSM groups. I like figuring stuff out. I like BOE flipping. It's a, it's a good endorphin rush. Like, yes, the fun comes also from amassing a bunch of gold, but, like, the mechanics of it, too, are very interesting. I've had very passionate discussions with myself about how TSM groups should be structured for crafting things and how the efficiencies and the it's good stuff feeds the brain next question is shadowlands friendly to someone who likes mundane raw gold making tasks and does not plan to be a big time millionaire end quote uh i would say that world of warcraft as an mmo is kind of just uh friendly to that mindset in general because you can just find something and grind it out uh, old raids for gold that's a very mundane raw gold making task um and then doing world quests actually so the callings uh which are kind of the gosh i can't remember what they were called in the previous two expansions the you know go to the one zone and do a bunch of world quests there or like go to torgast and get some anima stuff or like go to the maw and i don't know do maw things and then we'll give you like two thousand gold for doing it it's like a lot of a lot of raw gold just for doing content in the game now 
it's pretty mundane content, so that checks that box, and it does make you gold enough to sustain some pretty casual activities. So I would say, yeah, you just play the game now and you make enough gold to play the game if you're not going too crazy. And then lastly, why do transmogs with the same model have wildly different prices? I'm sure we could talk for a long time about different individual pieces and examples, but in general, I would just say the answer to this question is low sale volume. When you have something that's not getting purchased frequently, you're lacking like a true knowledge of what the price really is because the price of something, anything, and this goes for anything, is what somebody's willing to pay for it. And if nobody's ever paying for the thing, then you don't really know what it's worth. So people are kind of just guessing and you know, you've got people who are just right-clicking the item in their inventory, popping it in the auction house and hitting go, just based on whatever's up there. You've got a bunch of different trade skill master auctioning operations that have all kinds of crazy formulas that are trying to figure stuff out. And then you just have, you know, the old broken ones and this and that and the other thing and people who aren't doing it based on like the the tertiary stats or the you know, fixes on the item. So <laughs> there's all these different factors going into like why the price could be different or not consistent. But ultimately, the end of the day it's because nobody's paying for them so nobody really knows what they're worth so it's the wild wild west and there you have it that's why <laughs> random transmogs that don't sell very often don't have very consistent prices all right that's gonna do it for this week in this week in gold making uh it's good to be back um yeah i needed a bit of a break but i'm glad to be back i hope that uh everyone's having a good time playing shadowlands making gold hopefully and yeah like i said i do have the announcement that i'm going to be doing a, a let's play style series around gold making it's going to be centered around trying to get to the gold cap on mm, basically a fresh server i mean we'll go into more details in the actual series i'll leave it i'll leave that for there but um it's not like the most hardcore challenges but I figure as a gold maker, we got the auction house mount. The next step is really, we got to make a gold cap. Like that's, that's just something you got to do if you're going to be making gold and telling people how to do it. So, so there you go. Uh, hopefully that entices you to check things out a little bit more. Again, my name is Andrew here for Dark Shore Capital. If you like the video, um, I don't know, let me know. I've got YouTube, I've got Twitter, I've got email, darkshorecapital at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening and or watching, and we'll see you next time.